Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, it's Lainey, and welcome to the Lainey Gossip Podcast for Sasha Answers. What's Yo, up, Sasha? how are you? I'm good. I yeah. have a I I have something I need to talk to you about because okay. I can't help myself, but like every time <laughs> I see a headline about these people, I yes. click. Oh, okay. Hot felon. <laughs> yeah. So are rich people dumb sometimes? You're talking about the hot fel- sorry, hot felon the model guy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, Hot Felon was like the Hot Felon. Jeremy Meeks is his real name, but yeah. we'll call him Hot Felon. And his mugshot came out like a couple years ago. Yes. And people were like, holy fuck, this Hot Felon is so hot. The most beautiful thing. He's And now he's a model. Yes. And then he was married. Uh, the woman stuck with him when he was in jail. They have a kid. But then, uh, like, I don't know, two weeks ago, he was papped in, I don't know, the Mediterranean or the south of France or right. Italy or whatever on the yacht of Chloe Green or at least, you know, she was on the yacht with him. Who the fuck's Chloe Green? So Chloe Green is the daughter of Philip Green, Sir Philip Green, who owns Topshop. Oh, a billionaire, right, of course. Yes. Right? right? So he's a billionaire like Kate Moss, like super rich people. Everybody knows him in the UK because Topshop is such a big of deal course. in the UK. And... So she is the daughter of that guy. She used to date Mark Anthony, which like JLo's Mark Anthony. Yeah. Oof, and then woof. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, I I understand that more than this guy cuz listen, you are really? the you are the heiress to a billionaire. Yeah. And this guy who is a felon is now in love with you. So you're saying once a felon, always a felon. I'm saying, first of all, I think we could all call the fact that he got out of jail and was like, oh, my boring wife. I'm a model now. Like, why would I want to hang out with my boring wife when I'm, you know, hanging out with Nicki Minaj in Cannes and like Diddy or whoever else was in Cannes and going to all these parties? Like, I think that that is 100% we could have all scripted that. Of course. Right? What I can't script is if I'm Chloe Green billionaire heiress. Yes. Don't I see, like, don't I at least have some suspicions? Don't I think that, hey, is this guy using me for my money? I feel like when you're that loaded, you pretty much know everyone's using you for your money. So and you're ha- like, let me just get yeah, some let me Let me tap that fucking hot piece of felon ass and he'll probably use and abuse me like everybody always has because I have no problem. Why I, I, do I want to be used and abused? I don't know. I've always find like, I find like really, and this is a gross generalization, but most um, rich young children that grow up in like, you know, daddy's Walmart or daddy's Topshop or daddy's fucking, I don't know, I want to say like Safeway, whatever. Uh, rich daddy kids are usually, that, that whole fucking horrible show of rich kids. What was that show called? Um, oh, uh, Rich Kids of Instagram. Kid, or whatever the fuck. Right. They were something like that. Um, no, they're but all like, horrible. They're all horrible. No, EJ was amazing on that. Wasn't EJ oh, Johnson on that? Yeah, I, I thought love, he was 
insufferable and disgusting. Oh, no. I Like, I would kill for his closet. Okay, yeah, but would you kill to be his friend? <laughs> but I don't think him? that that was the point. The point was to look at their lifestyles and look yeah, at their clothes. Li- and exactly. Super, super, like, vacant, boring, nothing but material shit. Point being, I'm judging this girl that I didn't know about two seconds ago. And she probably is just, like, one of those people who's so rich that she doesn't fucking give a shit. And that is, like, those are, like, the Paris Hiltons. That's what I think about. That's what I think about these kind of heiresses, too. That's, well, not giving a shit could cost her, like, $100 million. And what's that? Fucking pennies. Oh, my God. That's nothing. That's probably, like, $5,000. No, I think to them, it's something. Like, even though it's not a huge dip for them, like they're still going to retain billionaire status if they have to write off $100 million to some felon. The The point is rich people can be cheap too. Like they care about like their fucking Fine. like, you know, How $5 here and there. I don't know, 20s? Yeah. yeah. She doesn't fucking give a shit about what's in her bank account. She could give like, two shits. When the other thing for me though is this. Mark Anthony, sorry, probably a nice guy, not attractive. No. He is like really I get it. gross. So she probably was like, ding, ding, ding. I have a chance to be with this fucking fine piece of ass. I like, to me, it's so hard to separate logic from pussy or logic from, from orgasm. Oh, okay. So I'm like, if he's on top of me or he's, he's like fucking banging her from behind. At that moment, is she like, oh, he wants me. Like he's looking yes. at my, and is she not, there's no point in the banging where she's like, Mm, every stroke he's thinking to himself, there's another 10 grand, there's another 10 grand, (laughs) No, there's another 10 grand. Haven't you ever been used by somebody where you're like just Not for my money. Not for your money. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right? (laughs) Like I've never fucking accepted a dick thinking I could be my house. (laughs) Yeah, fine. Fair. I guess I just, uh, I don't know. I guess if I was, I just, again, I, I kind of am being a judgy cow thinking that she's probably like this empty, useless person and she's probably just paid him to date her. Well, now I think that. And you know that game more than ever. She was probably like, how can I get famous? Oh, this is easy. I'm going to pay this fucking felon to like come to Cannes with me and we'll get papped and now people will know my name. Because I sure as shit did not know who she was and who her fucking dad is. I don't know who she was. And now TMZ's fucking, you know, probably put these pictures up and now everyone knows who the fuck she is. Fucking there, done. That's so sad to me, like that you are a billionaire heiress and like what you want is attention and the only way you get it is with like a guy who's been to like prison for violent crimes. (laughs) Yeah, sad. I mean, more power to him. He's getting what he's getting. He's making up for the time he was inside. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he'll probably. Nobody's looking at him saying, you're an idiot. I'm like, okay, well, wow. But like, I'm looking at her and I'm like, really? Well, I mean, this is what's so interesting. And this is, I'm kind of going left field here, but I wanted to talk about this because, you know, when I guess you guys wrote about this, about Jay Z's new song, and remember how they were all. what is it, 444, where they're all talking about their relationships. And then you see Chris Rock talking about um, his infidelity. And and it just, it, it kind of funnels into this of like when you are rich and when you are famous, you feel like you can do anything. You can cheat on your wife. You can, and a fucking, what's his face? Comedian, short guy. Kevin Hart. <laughs> Kevin Hart, perfect example, has everything in the entire world and is caught fucking with this hot young thing in a car. It's kind of all that stuff. You feel like you have entitlement. 
right? right. And this is what the same thing with this. Well, chip that's is. that's the Chris Rock quote. That's like the most famous quote. I think Tell me one of his. What it is. So he says he has said before is a man is only as faithful as his options. It's so gross, but and but totally true. And so if you're talking about Kevin Hart. His options at five o'clock in the morning in Miami one night was to be in a car with, as you said, a young hot thing. Um, P.S. I love that he's trying to deny it though. Like I, I such I, a crock of shit, right? <laughs> like I love that he's like, oh yeah, I was in a car alone with a woman parked outside. Five a.m. Um, at five a.m. Hashtag live life laugh or whatever that stupid. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, it makes me so angry because I really love him and I knew he would fall. And, and his wife is not got, like, she's, yeah, she's carrying his child. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean. That's a load of shit though, right? Because how would you feel? Because this is interesting, right? It, I think we always talk about, and you, and you actually said it, like, nothing good happens after 2 a.m. Well, I stole that from Jim Rome. Jim Rome has always said, said it. Yeah. Nothing good happens. I think, I'm not, but yeah, nothing good happens after 2. How would you feel if you saw that? picture with Yasek or that video with Yasek in a car and you know Yasek, right? Like Kevin Hart's wife probably thinks she knows Kevin Hart. Yeah. How would you feel if you saw that? You saw Yasek in a car at 5 a.m. Oh. Talking. What Yasek, would you say? I, because I think the answer, wait, I wouldn't answer, say anything. The, I know you wouldn't because I think the answer would be different. If Yasek saw you in a car with a guy at 5 a.m., I don't think he would. Anyways, you tell me. What would you, tell me if that's a, any different because I just don't know if he would think anything bad, I think he'd be like, oh, Lainey's just fucking being who she is, chatting with someone in a car at 5 a.m. and shooting the shit. I don't think you would let him do that. I would be, at this point, if that happened, I would be Celine Dion <laughs> at uh, Renee Angelou's yes. funeral. Okay. I would be like, commission me a beautiful morning dress from Givenchy, mm-hmm. um, and I would be at Yasik's funeral, funeral. Greeting, <laughs> greeting people. Because and you had his making ass. sure that cameras were on me, <laughs> documenting my mm. sorrow okay. um, with a wind machine. Yes. Um, but I would have killed Pins him. Up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I would try and get away with murder. Okay. Yeah. But do you think the flip would happen if he saw you? Because this is the thing. Nothing good happens at 2 a.m., but actually everything good happens after <laughs> 2 a.m. And I feel like we've had some really fun nights where lots of fun shit happens yes. at 5 a.m. So would he forgive you? Would he be okay with you? No. Oh, really? And I, I, he's not stupid either. And I wouldn't ask him to be stupid. Like it would be, that's the thing. I think that when you deny it, you are actually asking the other person to be stupid. Okay. Okay. Like what would I be doing? And first, the shit. And first of all, you're outside a hotel. Like take it inside it's your like VIP move. presidential yeah. suite. Yeah. Number one, like if that were me, I would be like, wait a minute, I have a VIP presidential suite. You have so suite. many options yeah. to not be in a car. Like, first yes. of all, as you know, we're, we're still kind of like low classy or I'm, I'm like, I'm low classy that way. If I'm in a presidential suite, which I'm sure that Kevin Hart was, I'm like, I'm fucking in the presidential suite. Like I'm going up there and making the most of the fact that probably someone else was paying for the presidential suite. I'm like, I'm not going to do it in a car. Why would you? I understand that some sort of weird alchemy of horniness happens in cars. Like, Yasik and I have had our fair share of car horny. I get it. But if it was, that was because we were poor. Like, <laughs> if, if, <laughs> if you had a place to go, you would have gone somewhere. Uh, yeah. Right. But it's one of those things rich people, like famous people are probably so sick of being cooped up in their presidential suite that they want to hang out with the 
plebs of the world in a car. I'm telling you right now, like even by God's great mercy, if that ever happened and I had Kevin Hart levels of access to presidential suites, I would never be tired of room service and presidential suites. Amen. Like, and someone coming and cleaning up your fucking shit once a day. Of course, that's and all And making great. your bed. Yeah, but like he, you just go wanted, out. he just wanted some fucking poontang and that person was in a car. Why couldn't you it. get the fucking poontang in the extra, extra king size bed in the presidential suite? Hashtag live like, life laugh. You can have, there's, temper- said, I don't know. there's temperature control. There's like the best bathroom ever. Listen, just steps I know away. Things, but he obviously didn't do uh. that. I don't get it. Like, anyway. But we do think he probably is a shady motherfucker, right? Can we just say that? Oh, man is only as faithful as his options. Okay. Amen. All right. Want to get to some questions? Yes. Okay. Hi, Sasha. Do you mind if I ask some professional advice? I'm interviewing to become the assistant to a person in the public eye. The person is very successful, but not yet famous. My person will be campaigning heavily over the next 12 12- Uh, Sorry, my person will be campaigning heavily over the next 12 months, TV, radio, and performing internationally, meaning lots of travel for me as well. My question is, I have no idea how much people get paid for this work in this entertainment sector. And I have a solid background doing this type of work in in the corporate world, and I'm confident in my ability, but the entertainment world is new to me. I think I remember you saying you were assistant to an actress before. Can you give me any insight into what this was like? Am I getting myself into devil's wear Am I getting myself into a devil wears Prada situation? Thanks, NYC. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is so interesting on this so many levels. So- <laughs> I want to know who this person is. I know. This is like a great blind item that I feel like I need you to tap Investigate? into. Investigate? Uh, oh, my who God. Who could it be? I don't know. person is successful but not yet famous and is going on a heavy campaign 12 months of TV, radio, and performing internationally. Anyway, this is so interesting. This is – yeah. Um, hmm. Okay. So, yeah, you've been – a. PA to a pseudo kind of D-list now. Super D-list. Celebrity. Was but, D-list then. D-list then. It well, was fantastic. I mean, that was, when was that? Uh, just to refresh everyone's memory, Sasha was Tara Reed's personal assistant <laughs> for the movie of Alone in the Dark, shooting in Vancouver, British Wait, Columbia. What year was that? I don't know. I feel like I've blocked out a lot of that out can of I my just, head. Can I but just yes, look please, it up? Because please. I want to see… Please. Like I'll tell at you who what was in point? It. At what point of Tara Reid's like? I feel like it was like two thousand. I actually have no idea. Christian Slater was in the movie. I feel Stephen like it was two thousand two be- or two thousand three or four because oh, this is the Ben Affleck thing. So yeah, because how- he was with J Lo until two thousand three. Yes. So I mean, Tara Reid wasn't that bullshit then. She was at best C, mm. at best to C. She was. I feel like she could have still gotten into any party she wanted to go to. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I know you fucking hate she her. She hadn't so. butchered her body at that point. So you're right. She, was, she wasn't the laughing stock that she was at. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like, you have to remember, okay, so let me just say, uh, what is it, Alone in the Dark? Yes. Um, okay, Alone in the Dark 2005. So oh. they would have been shooting 2004? Yeah, okay. Okay, so… Um, I, so I was hired to be her friend. Literally, quote unquote, the the job description that I got was 
can you just be her friend on set? And I was like, yeah, I'm doing nothing with my life. Right. Of course I can be someone's friend. Just to, for perspective, yes. um, American Pie 2 um, came out in 2001. And then she was in Van Wilder, party liaison with, I believe that's Ryan Reynolds. That's the, di- that's the junket I asked him out. Right. <laughs> that was 2002. Yeah. So we're talking 2004. That's two years later. No, she was still like... I mean, not Angelina Jolie, but she was not the, like, the scuzz that she is now. Fair. Uh, Yeah, so I would, I think you have to be a certain type of person to be a personal assistant. Just, like, that bare minimum. You also have to be a really special person to be the personal assistant of a celebrity. I mean, I only got a taste of it, and it was fucking horrible. I hate it. Mostly because I feel like I need a personal assistant. So you can't be that type of person who who needs to kowtow to somebody. You know, when in your nature you feel like other people should kowtow to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it was hard for me to eat uh eat the kind of tasks that I had to do. But for the most part it was pretty simple. Like I would like smoke in her fucking trailer with her. I would like maybe sometimes get her her lunch. I would take all of her phone calls from her boyfriend. The fucking greatest part was um, JC Chazé from InSync calling her from a private plane. And I get like, I got to see that, which was awesome. Um, but she was just like, they're, oh, celebrities are so gross. They really, really are just so gross. I, I don't yeah. really have much else to say other than, yeah, like it was, it was a really horrible experience. Um, I remember this one time she, um, so it was, Christian Slater was on set too and it was his birthday. I don't know what, how fucking old he was. She was like, I need you to get me a Swarovski crystal bear for him. Cause I, I don't know why, like who the fuck wants a Swarovski crystal bear, but Christian Slater had to have that for his birthday. So she made me go get it. And I was asking her on set. Cause again, like I've never been to a Swarovski crystal fucking store. Why would I? I'm like fucking 19 in my prime. I'm not fucking looking for crystals. I am now, but not then. And, uh, and I remember asking on set someone, I was like, oh, do you guys know where the Swarovski crystal store is? And she fucking heard me from, I don't know where, and yelled at me in front of everyone and was like, this is your job. Don't ask people for directions. Like this, you figure this out. And I was like, are you, it was so weird and crazy and, uh, like super bipolar. And I remember just feeling horrible and getting in this fucking van like this, the production van to go to like the mall and just crying and being so upset. And, and it was all like that. It was always up and down with her. But yeah, like I got to see like her vagina lots. And the best, also the best part was she got, because I love food. Why I were would, you seeing her vagina a Always. Lot? I don't know. She would get free clothes and like she would always just strip. Change in front yeah, of you? Okay. Which was also. That's normal though. We like, knew each other for a day. Two days, three days, four days. Like I don't, I don't know. I get vagina. naked in front of people all the time. As you know. Okay, that's true. Um, anyway, enough about Tara Reid, but basically I just think you have to be, you have to really be thick skinned to be around a celebrity because they will treat you like shit most of the time. I mean, it depends on which celebrity, but yeah, like the majority of celebrities. I think that it might, it might be super fun to be like, um, I feel like it would be super fun to be, uh, Beyonce's personal assistant. I do. Oh Yeah. Why? Come on now. I think that, I think that number one. It would be everything would have to be so fucking perfect. You couldn't fucking ever have an error. I'm good with that. Okay. Like, (laughs) I like a work challenge. Okay. But 
Also, I think that there's hierarchy. Like, I think that Beyonce's personal assistant is probably more powerful than 85% of the people in. It's Beyonce. So anyone who has direct access to her means that she's like, she's the one who's saying, hey, uh, can you bring me the fucking uh, pasta that has just been freshly made from Italy and I put it on a plane and if it's not good enough, I'm going to be calling and yelling. Like Horrible. That's like my worst nightmare. So to me, like when you are Beyonce, like Beyonce's PA, what you request is everybody understanding it's for Beyonce. So everybody's jumping. You're automatically, your life is going to be that much. Like things are going to be flowing that much easier for you. So there's that. So it depends on who it is. And obviously it depends on like the kindness level of the person. Well, the, the, the only pro here is that this person is not yet phased by their own celebrity, right? So they're at the most down-to-earth they could possibly be in this sure. moment, right? They're they're absorbing all the, yes. the, the gratitude, the fame, yes. all that kind of stuff. So they're probably super appreciative mm-hmm. and will definitely say their pleases and thank yous to you. Yeah. Until it gets to their head and then you're fucked. Then that's when you need to fucking bounce. Like, wouldn't you want to be Rihanna's personal assistant? I want to be Rihanna's to see Every, anything, I'm at now. right? I want to be Rihanna's friend. I don't want to be – because I'm not built to be a personal assistant because at the end of the day – you're a servant of sorts, right? You're you're doing their laundry or their dry cleaning. You're picking up their food. You're making sure that they're how they, I don't know. You're just doing bullshit stuff. I don't thrive off that. That actually makes me feel super inferior. That might be my own fucking right. hangups. I'm not, I don't take care of people well. Right. That is the truth. Like when you are a PA to any celebrity, you under, have to understand that you are going to be a babysitter. Yes. Um, sometimes you're a babysitter. Sometimes you're a servant. Sometimes you're a manager, but you're not going to actually get the respect of a manager. So exactly. 100% ego has to be checked at the door. Yeah. I think though, for people like Rihanna and like for a while, like Jennifer Lawrence, her personal assistant was a childhood friend. Mm. A lot of these yes. people actually hire people people they trust and know to be their personal assistants because their level of fame and um, their reality is so crazy that they want someone who they know from childhood or they know very well to be around them to keep them grounded or at least to like not sell them out. Of course. So I imagine that in that situation, the Jennifer Lawrence personal assistant and the Rihanna personal assistant probably don't have it that bad. Right. Because you grew up with them. Yeah. In your case, you're meeting this person for the first time. So your your first interaction, if you get this job with this person, is 100% from the get going to be a, like, boss and employee relationship. Yes. And maybe if they're really nice, like, let's talk about the, pro- like, let's talk about the pros first. Maybe if they're a nice, sane rational person who's been raised well and who has good morals, then they'll treat you with kindness and respect and you'll be able to have a good time and you're going to travel the world. You'll see some crazy shit. Yeah. You'll you'll have experiences like nobody's You will be the best person to ever have at a dinner party because you will have some stories. (laughs) You will see the world in a way that very few people get to see. You'll have backstage access. um, And that is, you know, the 1%. Like nobody gets to have yes. those experiences. Um, and I I don't want to minimize that. That's that's really great. But the flip side is what you give up for that. Yes. And, and that you will – and time will only tell, right? Like of course, take this adventure. Fuck. 
juice it for everything it is. But also, yeah, remain aware that things can get gnarly down the line, right? Yeah. And you just have to have, you just have to prepare yourself for that. Well, Well, you uh, you know, if you want actual research, I have some assignments for you. Okay, good. So um, if you haven't seen it before, watch Madonna's Truth or Dare, Mm. which is um, an old school great because she is documented during her Blonde Ambition tour and her personal assistant, Melissa, shows up a lot. And Melissa has to, as she, as Madonna herself says, buy her condoms, fold her underwear, Mm -hmm. um, do all that kind of shit. And then at one point in the film, Madonna actually throws... I can't remember, what I haven't seen in a couple of years, yeah. but like she she gives a toast at one point, do you remember? And she toasts Melissa and she, I, it's Melissa's birthday actually. And she toasts Melissa and she reads this cheesy poem that she's written to Melissa. And she's like, thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing that. You pick up my shit. You, well, oh, like, yes, yes, yes. I right? remember, remember that. that? My, my snotty tissues and that's stuff like right. that. That's yeah. right. So that's good research to just kind of see what it's like um, a little bit. Um, another thing is, do you remember like last year, Mariah Carey's reality show? Yes. Oh. So she had a personal assistant yes. and the personal assistant got some airtime too because either she was fucking up and she was really stressed yeah. out and she didn't know <laughs> if she wanted to keep her job and she almost got yeah. fired and maybe she did get fired. Like that you want to look at because like this is going to swing you. Like the most extreme cases when you're working with someone like fucking Mimi this is what it's going to look like. And then also um, read Zadie Smith's recent novel, Swing Time. Mm. So in the novel, Zadie Smith's character plays a personal assistant to like a Madonna slash Angelina Jolie type character. And so you see the mood swings. And Zadie has a little bit of show business experience. Like she wrote, I think that you would really like this book because it, kind of happens in the 90s and she used to work or this character used to work at like an MTV kind of place. And so when she talks about the tape decks and like reviewing tapes and going to work at a Mm. certain place and getting like, you know, invitations to all these openings and parties, that was really like our life back then, right? And so um, she becomes a PA to a Madonna slash Angelina Jolie kind of person. And you see the evolution of what happens to a star when a star goes from here to there. So that's some research, but I mean, my I, research for you too would be, and this is honestly how I felt when I was Terry's assistant, like look up Stockholm Syndrome because I really think there was an aspect of that too, right? Like you get sucked into this kind of like inferior dominating relationship and you kind of, you, you just want to always kind of step back and figure out who you are in these times because the world of celebrity can be so um, like full of wonder and fucking pizzazz and all this kind of stuff. You also just want to create boundaries with this person too, right? Like don't get sucked up into their spotlight as well. Yeah. Because then you'll be doing really wacky shit sometimes. He or she, whoever our writer is, mm-hmm. her, our letter writer, he or she may have some experience though. Like you're coming from the corporate world. So yeah. I'm assuming you're working with some high rolling CEOs. Demanding fucking people. So I wouldn't say that you're completely inexperienced because those people, and she's probably seen like the abject 
dickishness of, course. of these fucking I I'm imagining when she's saying corporate I'm imagining wolf like Wolf of Wall Street shit. The wolf of Wall yeah. Street. So <laughs> I feel like you know you've seen personality. Personalities like yeah. dick faces. The only difference is think of like the worst qualities that you've seen in those CEOs that you may have worked for, but then combine that with fame. Yeah. That is like the X factor and then yeah. fame and attention can fucking warp your head. Yeah. Anyway, but good luck in the job. Yeah, as for my Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Take the job so you can tell us what it's like. As for money, I don't I have I don't have much to say because I'm if it's if I ask for top dollar. <laughs> Basically always ask for top dollar. Well, as for money, and here's where it's interesting, I think that what a lot of you know, I think that if you find yourself in a situation where they try to equate life experience and traveling with actual yeah. dollar signs and what goes into your bank account, you need to be aware of that. Yes. Don't let them be like, well, we're only paying you this much, but remember, we're covering your travel. we'll be yes. covering your Bullshit. travel and you will never have to pay for food because you probably won't like, and you'll never, and you, you'll get so much free shit. Fuck no, that. That can't supplement. No, your- this is savings. Like yes. this is about your future because there's only like, nobody does this forever. So let's say that you take this on for three to five years. Your 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 objective right now is in that three to five years how much you can fucking squirrel away yeah. in your in your you money cave. Yeah. So beware of that. Do not let them offer the bonuses of travel, air miles, for de- like and like free food and like buffets at a fucking Fuck that. Arena. No benefits, and you want your benefits taken care of still. You want, make sure that you get a good salary that helps you save and pay for the things you need to pay for. And on top of that, you need to negotiate vacation and it needs to be in writing because their schedules are so unpredictable. Like they're touring and whatever. And they might say to you, well, we can't say that you get Christmas off every year because what if your client or your boss has to tour during December? I get that. And you'll probably say like, yeah, I'll forgo my Christmas or I'll for, for, like, I'll forgo my holiday. But then like, will you ever get a holiday? It's so Get true. that fucking shit in writing. Yeah, yeah that's good advice. Love good luck. That. Okay. Uh, next question. Hi, Lainey and Sasha. I am getting married next year and I'm very conflicted if I should invite my father and his wife. To give you a little bit of a backstory, I haven't talked to my dad in about five years. He left my family when I was five and we had a falling out when I was in my early 20s. He hasn't made an effort to call me or message me and I know that I'm better off without his influence. My concern is that I might regret it if I don't have him at my wedding. My fiancé supports me either way, but my mom does not want him to be invited. Do you think I'm being a complete asshole for not inviting him? Will it be something I'll always regret? Please let me know. Sincerely confused. I feel like nowadays um, weddings are less hoity-toity, less <laughs> rules and regulations are applied to it. I feel like you can do whatever the fuck you want to now. Like whatever feels good, do. If you don't want to fucking dance with, you know, the dance with your father doesn't need to happen. Him walking down the aisle doesn't need to happen. Like none of those traditions really hold, I feel like, anymore. Um, and so I don't think you should be – I don't think she'd be beholden by those. And I think if you haven't really talked to him in five years, ooh, I think that's more awkward to invite him. I feel like that, that will make your day way more stressful, way more anxiety ridden. So I would, no. I mean, I think maybe the compromise could be you could like invite him to like the pre-barbecue or the pre-dinner before the reception. What was that called? The a rehearsal the dinner. rehearsal dinner or something mm-hmm. like that if you wanted to. But 
uh, I would pass on the the actual invite to the event. I agree. I think that like the worry is, will I regret it? And I think that if we ask ourselves that question all the time with anything, like, should I buy this? Will I regret it? Like, (laughs) should I go work out today? Will I regret it? Like, I don't think anyone would get anywhere. That's true. Right? So I know this is obviously a bigger deal than going to the gym and buying something. But if it really means a lot to you, I would say what's stopping you from… When's the wedding? Next year. Okay. You've, you've a lot of time. So if the wedding isn't for another… What are we? In July. So the wedding is at least six months away. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to assume maybe a year away since most weddings happen in the summer. Sure. What's stopping you from reaching out and being like, hey, dad, uh, hope you're well. I'm going to be getting married next year. Just wanted to let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind and wonderful. I love him. I'm very happy. Um, and leave it at that and then see if he says, I've missed you. Can I meet the fellow yeah. who's going to be your husband <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or wife? Um, and, uh, can we get together? And then maybe if that works out, then you have a dinner or a brunch or a coffee first. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think you have to go from, you've just been engaged to, he needs to be invited to the wedding. There's a lot of steps in between. Yeah. Can we, can we look at the smaller steps? Yeah. That's a good, that's good. Cause it's true. Like who knows what next year really means. It could be January. You're right. And it could be next August. But I would, I would, yeah, of course, if you, if you're interested in creating a dialogue and a relationship with him one day, of course, let him know that you're engaged, all that kind of stuff. But I, I wouldn't go into like writing an invite right now. Yeah. I would see how that goes and, and see if you, if there is even a relationship that you could develop. If everything, you know, works out and you guys are tight again, sure, of course, revisit this and invite him later. But right now it just seems like a little bit aggressive to be thinking about Yeah, I don't think you need to jump the gun on this. I think that you look at the smaller steps. I'm particularly sensitive to this right now because I'm lucky. I had a dad who threw down everything for me. Mm -hmm. And so I couldn't imagine not having my dad at the wedding. And I love him so much. But I also have a lot of friends who have bullshit parents. Yes. Mother, father, both, whatever. And for them, it's been a source, like the foundational source of all their problems. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a particular friend who is an addict and everything about his addiction stems from abandonment mm-hmm. to uh, all the way back to when he was a child and he, the dad left home and then the dad was just a piece of shit his whole life. Right. Up until recently when the dad found out that you know, this friend was struggling with addiction, was like, I have my own problems. I can't deal with you right now. So when I hear about these stories, first of all, it makes me feel so privileged and lucky that I happen to have a parent, two parents who were not complete jerks. So you clearly, this the person who's written our letter has issues with a father. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to negate that. Rather than thinking about whether or not you're going to regret it. Think about the fact that this person has hurt you. Yes. Honor your own hurt. This is the day that should be only about your happiness yeah. and the people who are there should only make you happy. Yes. So Agreed. don't struggle with that. I would not even allow that to be something that you consider, regret, whatever. It's such a sacrifice, an unnecessary yeah. sacrifice. Exactly. Yeah. 
So if you want to, do the small steps. If you don't want to, don't fucking invite him. Totally. And you have our full support. And if you regret it later, we'll be there Lose to be our like, number. Lose yeah. our email. <laughs> you know, if you regret it later, write us again and be and we'll be the ones to be like, fuck that. Your regret is stupid. Yeah, it's true. You had did you have the best day? Great. Like, amazing. Yeah, I agree. So um congratulations on your wedding, by the way. Yes. And enjoy it. And um, yeah. All right. Keep your questions coming to me at Sasha at LaneyGossip.com. And uh, check us out on Google Play and iTunes. Leave your comments. Um, let us know what you think about Hot Felon and Chloe Green. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. About uh, Kevin Hart and his dirty dick. Let us know the nonsense and the foolery you've gotten up to after 2 a.m. at 5 a.m. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah. And oh, also, um, if you are the personal assistant to a celebrity, we'd like to hear oh from gosh, you too. Please give us details. If you have, if you can beat Sasha's Tara Reid There's PA nothing to story. beat. She was so lame. So find someone else. If you have <laughs> any other stories... Fucking, we welcome them. Okay, bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.